Hey everyone, welcome to episode 46 of the Ginger and the Beard podcast. I'm AJ, aka the Ginger. And I'm Reese, aka the Beard. And on this week's show, we're joined by an award-winning artist currently working for New Realm Brewing, Eric Leach. Thank you for joining us, Eric. How's it going? Hey man, it's going good. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely, man. I've been a big fan of your work since hearing about the awards you've recently won. I'm glad we're about to get into all that detail, but um, we're glad we can make this happen. So just to jump right in, man, how long have you been working for New Realm? Uh, let's see. So I'm actually going to be coming up here on about, I think in February, it's going to be two years, which is crazy. It feels like it's been a lot longer. We've kind of accomplished a lot and done a lot. You know, a lot of times when they say that like it feels like it's taken a long time, it's normally not for good reasons. But no, on this <laughs> one, I feel like we've just kind of accomplished so much and we've done so much in the short two years that I've been there. It's kind of hard to look back and think of the fact that we've only been or I've only been there for two years. Coming yeah. up on three as a company. Wow. Yeah, definitely. And uh, New Realms, I think it's been just about that same amount of time that they've been in Virginia Beach, right? That's right. Yeah, so three three years. I'm sorry. It's uh, three years in Virginia Beach. Uh, mm-hmm. We're coming up on four years old as a company. So still super young. And, you know, so when you kind of think about that, I mean, I look back at all we've done in the last two years since I've been there. When you look at the company as a whole over the last four years, it's just remarkable. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I obviously a uh, huge fan of, of New Realm. Reese, you're drinking a New Realm right now, right? Yeah, I got a uh, Tarts Content right here. It's a uh, Berliner Weiss, four point six percent from the from the Sour series, man. You know, it's it's crazy that you said you guys have only been around for you know three or four years now. It's like you guys are all like in all the different grocery stores. Like I see you, I see you guys everywhere now, and it's like all the beers that I've tried. Um, I have never, I haven't been let down yet. You know? Cool. Thanks, man. You know, a lot of that, you know, I kind of attribute to the top. You know, our founders are a solid group, um, all the way to our brewmaster, Mitch Steele, who came from Stone. You know, he kind of put Stone on the map and is known for being, you know, writing the book on IPAs. Uh, so he's kind of industry renowned. And uh, so when you kind of come to the table with him and, you know, our one of our founders used to run a distribution, actually a family uh, lineage of of distributions and um you know all over the place so it's a it's a good uh good leadership at the top and it kind of rolls down to the bottom good good team over there wow yeah that's, that's right yeah <laughs> yeah i actually had no idea that um that the head brewer is from stone um but yeah some of the ipas that's definitely what stand, stands out to me from from new round like hazy like a fox hoptropolis all those you know the kind of staples absolutely um, that's that's what i'm drinking on right now is a nice hoptropolis yeah man delicious yeah. So good. Well, before we get too far in, um, I do want everyone out there encourage you guys to visit Eric's Instagram page, check out his work, which includes far more than just beer can label designs. Um, you know, obviously it's Inktoberfest or Inktober. That's right. Um, you guys, we're going to talk about that in a little while, but make sure you look at that. <clears throat> you can find him at, at Eric Leach. That's E-R-I-K-L-E-A-C-H underscore art on Instagram. And also make sure you check out New Realm at newrealmbrewing.com and their Instagram handle as well at newrealmbrewing underscore VA. Um, but beyond that, man, I think we got a we got some interesting stuff to to chat with you about. So I think we should jump right in, Reese. All right, let's jump right in. So Eric, what's so what's your primary role at New Realm, and then how much time do you actually get to spend designing? So that's a that's actually a really great question. Uh, so I am now our marketing brand manager. Um, that's actually a recent up our uh, promotion that I received uh, the beginning of this month. 
So newly promoted Congrats. to marketing brand manager. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Um, before that, I was our lead packaging designer and brand coordinator. And uh, so that there I was doing a lot of our packaging design and a lot of our labels. Um, fortunately enough for us, you know, right before COVID, we were able to bring on a junior designer who, if she wasn't brought on in time for COVID to happen, I would have been just drowning in work. Because, you know, when that took place, you know, we had a lot of graphics and assets and communication stuff we had to create. Because, I mean, it's a whole different ball game uh, when when March came around. So yeah. uh, so it was really good to bring her on board. And uh, she did some really great label designs, like our Transcendental label. And uh, recently she did the Third Wind uh, Belgian Ale. And they're just phenomenal. So kind of going forward, she's going to probably take over the reins of a lot of uh, a lot of our kind of creative label designs, and I'm going to be focusing more on like our larger packaging, like our 12 packs and uh, things like that. Um, but lead, you know, going up before that, I mean, that was pretty much what I did. You know, it was beer labels. It was it was phenomenal being for the first time. Uh, you know, I'm 39 years old now, and for the first time in my 38 years, back when I was, you know, just before, um, it was crazy that I finally was a full time artist for the first time in my life knowing that's what I went to school for and I was known for when I was in like elementary school, middle school and high school, everyone knew me as an artist. And then, you know, I went to school and then just like somehow I ended up in insurance <laughs> Like afterwards, <laughs> you know, I was an artist and I ended up in insurance, which fortunately enough for me, I also found myself in the marketing department of the insurance company there that I worked at for 10 years. So it, it started to make its path work for me. So that was pretty great. Yeah, that's always funny how marketing is definitely one of those positions where sometimes you can just end up there and yeah. like you're not sure exactly how you got there or you you go to a position for marketing and you end up doing something that's like completely not marketing. And you're Absolutely. like, wait a second, somebody somebody <laughs> pulled, a, pulled a quick one on me here. Um, yeah, what's your definition of marketing here? Because <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like that's what I'm doing. You're the guy who just does everything no one else wants to do and then some fun <laughs> right. stuff on on the side. Yeah, Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you kind of answered the next question was going to be how you got into graphic design. And uh, yeah. you know, we kind of obviously we, we do some research here, people. This is a serious. We take this seriously. <laughs> um, so we've done some, you know, looking into your background and especially there's a lot of stuff out there on you right now, there obviously, is. because you, you won the awards and and uh, and, and things like that. So <clears throat> but tell the people how you kind of just got into design or art in general sure. and what kind of just led you to where you're at today. Absolutely. So yeah, like I was mentioning, you know, I'm an artist by trade. Um, when I was younger, uh, I started off like in elementary school, a gifted, talented programs, uh, old donation center. And then awesome. from there, I was just in, I went to the governor's school for the arts for a little bit. I was at Votech. Um, and, you know, I was pretty much always known as an artist. And then I got to college and I kind of fizzled out a little bit into it. And so I think that's the time I was saying, like, I got out of college. I was like, I don't want to I don't know if I want to do art anymore. And so I was like, let me go into insurance. <laughs> it sounds like a bad idea on paper, but like I said, <laughs> yeah. I ended up getting into the marketing department. And I think that it really kind of prepared me both from an experience aspect of marketing as well from a, a really kind of a, a professional aspect. You know, it kind of gave me a lot of that structure so that once I was ready to kind of spread my wings and get into a passion like craft beer, you know, because actually that job sent me all over the U.S., and so that was one of the things I'd do is at the end of the each workday, when I was in anywhere USA, I'd try and figure out what kind of local breweries are around. 
because I was just starting to become a huge craft beer nerd. And so that was one of the things I was like, I want to work in craft beer. And uh, so right about that time, Green Flash was opening up in Virginia Beach, where New Realm currently is right now. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to work there. I'm going to do their events and I'm going to work there because that's what I was doing at the insurance company. So I got out of that. And so, you know, I did my legwork. I did what I could and I got that job. And so, you know, I was there the entire time that the Green Flash was open. And then obviously we all know how that story kind of ended. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I then, as you know, we were talking a little bit earlier. You know, I then went to Smart Mouth for a little bit, spent some time over there. And th that was the company that allowed me to kind of start doing my first label designs. You know, I was like first first time I was like, all right, you know what? I've got a background in art and it kind of gave me that first opportunity to dive back into the Adobe suite, which I hadn't touched since I was like 22 years old, you know, when <laughs> I was in college, you know, it had been a long time and Adobe had changed a lot. But, um, you know, SmartMouth gave me that opportunity to kind of start getting my feet wet in label designs. And uh, from there, I ended up finding a job at, at New Realm and it's kind of been history from there. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's not skip too fast because <laughs> um, we should let people know that you also had a hand in designing Saturday Morning, <clears throat> which was a smash hit for Smart Mouth. That's right. That we talked about briefly with Jimmy, um, but I think you. It sounded like you didn't quite finish that one up before you left Smart Mouth and went to New Realm, right? That's right. Yeah. So um, it was pretty much right there at the end. There, uh, the previous designer um, at Smart Mouth, I think he was the one who kind of got that one across the finish line. Uh, he kind of threw the marshmallows on at the end and nice. filled in the the data and everything. But um, yeah, I kind of teed that one up and it was crazy because I, I remember, and actually I got to give Jimmy a lot of credit for that too, because I remember like concepting that with him because that was Jimmy's idea. He was like, I yeah. want to make this one with the marshmallows. And he was so passionate about it. And that's one of the, and I'm sure you got this from Jimmy when you're talking to him when he gets like passionate about something and he gets dialed in, it's so fun to work with him on those kind of things. And this was one of those concepts that he really wanted something so nostalgic. Like that when you looked at the label, it brought you back to when you're watching Saturday morning cartoons, reading the cereal <laughs> box and just still probably in your onesie kind of thing. Like he wanted to invoke that feeling in that label. That was me and, last you know, weekend. That's I'm, dude. I'm <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. Um, and so it was, it was really fun working with him. And so I think we did a really good job kind of bringing that to life. And what was even crazier was then to kind of start seeing that label that I had a pretty big hand in. I mean, obviously a lot of people kind of had their fingerprints on it, but, um, to see it on Jimmy Fallon and to see it on like big news, you know, magazine articles and stuff. And it got insane recognition and attention. Wow. That's yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So it sounds like, you know, you kind of, uh, it almost sounds like you in a way kind of like fell into this, you know, in your earlier years, you were really into, you know, art and design. And then you got into, you know, insurance, how, yeah. you know, however that happens and then <laughs> led you into marketing. And then you really found your foothold and we're like, you know what? I like brewing. Let's see where we can go with this. And, uh, so did you have any, any, you know, um, influence in design while you were at green flash or was it all just purely marketing? You know, not not in design. Um, they uh, they kind of hand me, handed me the keys to the Green Flash Virginia Beach Facebook, or I'm sorry, uh, Instagram account. So I was able to kind of do a little bit of photography and 
was able to find some creativity in that realm of it. But I kind of just focused on events there. That was kind of my foot in the door from doing events um, with the insurance company. Nice. All right. So I guess we kind of get the idea of, of, you know, what led yeah. you into this career of, of marketing for a brewery. Yeah. It kind of just like makes sense, right? You know, it's crazy because normally they tell you like everything happens for a reason when like something goes not your way. Like, oh, everything happens for a reason, you know, yeah, but yeah, like right? it's crazy because like it's the reverse for me. I'm sitting here going like, wow, everything happened for a reason to be able to see that path as to how it kind of each one opened up doors. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Brought you yeah. back to your passion and then you get to be involved with a brewery. Like, come on now. That's like, right. That's, that's right. Know, everybody's yeah, yeah. happy. So exactly. Yeah, man. That's nice. awesome. Nice. Yeah. I can, I can definitely, um, you know, attest with that as well. Like in my, I work in marketing also corporate marketing, but you know, that's how my career has been. Just one thing leads to another, leads to another. You meet people, network, make connections. One of my good that's buddies, right. Um, that's one of his things. He's like, Hey man, life's all about networking and passion. That's so right. If you have passion and you know the right people, you can go wherever you want to go. So, yeah. um, and marketing is a great opportunity like that for, Big for thing. anyone out of college. Like you're not sure what you want to do. Like if you can get your foothold foot in the door in marketing, like you can pretty much branch wherever you want to go and you yeah. can get a lot of exposure and experience and a lot of different things. So, um, but that's really cool, man. You've definitely had a, you know, uh, definitely a, a cool a cool background there but i'm curious you know like you mentioned you know collaborating with jimmy at smart mouth and mm -hmm. i'm sure the same thing happens at new realm now as well like what's the creative process when a head brewer or somebody comes to to whoever it is with an idea and obviously they're thinking about the flavor profile and the ingredients sure. and things like that at what point do they reach out to the marketing team or a designer or whoever and say like, listen, dude, this is what we've got here. You can taste yeah. it. Like you're the, now you got to come up with a name for this thing. Like what's that process like? So that's a great question. So, you know, I talked about how fun it was to uh, collaborate with Jimmy. Uh, my, my equivalent of Jimmy these days is my boss, Zach. Zach and I, we have a great time kind of brainstorming, figuring out like, you know, how's this going to look? And so when we do our names for our beers, we have a naming committee. And what we do is we'll kind of come together and, you know, brewers and marketing and sales, we all kind of come together and throw names in the hat. We do some voting and stuff. And uh, from there, we kind of dissect, you know, OK, what, what name is it going to be? And, you know, one of those beers in particular, it's, I'm glad you asked that question because this is a perfect example of that, was the most recent Juicy Cabra. Nice. Oh, yeah. So that's part of our Monsters and Myths series. Sorry, there's a ton of glare on this, so I'll bring it back a little yes. bit. But no, this is one of those uh, instances where it really was kind of like a team effort. You know, I was talking about Mitch Steele earlier. He was the one who came up with his name, you know, to kind of do a beer based off of the Chupacabra myth. And, you know, I loved the name. I was like, no, that name fits great. But I was like, I can't wrap my head around how I'm going to do this on a label. I was like, you know, because there's like, you know, and this was before I had kind of done enough research to figure this out. And this is where the power of research really kind of comes in for inspiration. But I was like, I was thinking of the chupacabra that we know in North America that looks kind of like a mangy dog. I'm like, this is going to be like <laughs> this nice, juicy kind of IPA. I'm like, what am I going to do with this dog on a label? And so I kind of sat down with my boss, Zach, and he and I kind of spitballed and brainstormed a little bit, kind of like how I used to do. And, uh, you know, we kind of 
looked into like some of the different myths and you know the puerto rican versions more like this alien bat kind of creature yeah and so the more research i kind of did into it and just youtube videos and figuring it out it's like it all started kind of coming together and clicking and so it was mitch's i you know name idea kind of zach and i worked on it from a concepting standpoint and it all kind of came together and it actually turned out to be one of my favorite labels i've done so it's uh, It's, a perfect perfect uh, example of like teamwork yeah, it's very badass and fun at the same time. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I love that. If you guys haven't checked it out yet, I would uh, suggest um, we'll throw an image up because it was kind of hard cool. to see in your in your video, but we'll sure. throw an image up um, in in post. So make sure you guys are checking out the YouTube video so you can see that, or head to newroundbrewing.com. I noticed it's it's on there in the uh, beer on the beers page right now. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. We can link a couple of the a couple of the cool cans and and whatnot you check them out on the instagram pages of sh- of course so um you know you kind of I, I feel like you kind of answered this a little bit um you know a part way but you know getting more involved into like your thinking process where do you draw your inspiration from when you're coming up with the with the new designs oh man that's that's actually another great question i have a ton of just artists on instagram that i have like the biggest crushes on <laughs> you know, I just have artists that I, you know, and again, my boss, Zach and I, we will sit and we will share like Instagram profiles of artists that we just like, I love this guy. I'm like, look at his line work. It's awesome. And like, I will study, you know, some really great artists, you know, one of them in particular, I'm a huge fanboy of, um, he did our Oaxaca Chaka label. His name's Sam Heimer. That dude, uh, I always forget if it's IE or... EI, but Sam Heimer, um, dude's awesome. He's incredible. He, everything he does is like skeletons and ghouls and just really kind of, it's, it's Halloween year round for that guy. Yeah. Um, this one's got like that day of the dead kind of vibe to it or, or Halloween uh, vibe. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's two skeletons. Looks like they're pouring beer into a cauldron and they got, Uh uh, they got sombreros on and, some chili peppers on the or red peppers on the ground. Yeah, this is this looks really cool. nice. Yeah, I found him on Instagram just to, so so people can check him out. It's Sam underscore H E I M E R. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, that that dude's great. And there's another guy named Dave Clock, which is K L O C. Um, you know, there, there's just a ton of guys out there that I just absolutely admire, and uh, that's kind of where I draw a lot of it from. Nice. Okay. Aaron Horky. I mean, that guy's that guy's the god <laughs> of it all, as far as I'm concerned. You know who I think would do an awesome. Uh, you probably, if you follow an artist on Instagram, there's a guy named uh, I think his name's like Kirby Rosanez or something like, like that. Hold on, let me see if I can find him. But he does like crazy intricate, like super detailed line work with just sure. like little sharpie pens, and he like fills up whole notebook pages. Oh with it. yeah, yeah. Um, I would that, that'd be right up my alley. You know, yeah. and even you know, even locally, there's a guy Josh Rollerson. Uh, that he does a lot of stuff for young vets. Um, he, he recently just went to another, to a coffee company, but he said he's still going to be doing stuff for young vets and that dude's work. I respect a lot. Like he, he and I've kind of become friends over the years and kind of talking about each other's work and it's really fun kind of supporting each other from the art and beer label side. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we actually did an interview, uh, a couple week or two ago with a company mma tea company who okay. represents ufc fighters and and gets in contact with local fighters and uh designs basically their branding yeah. for them and their own t-shirts oh, cool. and whatnot 
really nice. cool. So kind of going with the, you know, uh, philanthropic kind of, uh, you sure. know, reaching out to people and uh, helping them, you know, veterans and whatnot. It's really cool. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so, you know, we're talking about these IPAs and, and respecting people's artwork and, and things like that. And one thing that we, you know, have talked about in a few different episodes is the importance of label design when it comes to like selecting beer, like going through sure. total wine or what, wherever you buy your beer. And like, how do you decide amongst the hundreds of beers that are on the shelves, which one to pick? And like, as much as, you know, craft beer, um, snobs out there might laugh at you for saying, well, I pick it based on what the label looks like. Mm-hmm. It's like, got to start somewhere. You know, probably you 90, exactly. 90% true, right? Like, yeah, everybody's a, is attracted to certain designs and things catch your eye amongst the sea of beers, right? So how important would you think, do you think, you know, packaging and label design is in the selection process for people? I mean, yeah, I think it's very important. I mean, the, the, the first thing is getting the beer to taste good. You know, if, if the label's great, but the beer kind of stinks and you're not, you're not really doing much for, for yourself, but you know, so you want to get that, that, that beer tasting great first, but uh, you know, you can't just put like a piece of tape on it and the beer name, because that's not going to do anything <laughs> either. Um, and like you said, you know, you can go into some of these stores these days and their craft beer section is just overwhelming. And so yeah. you got to kind of jump out somehow and, you know, by doing some crazy labels, I mean, that's one way, but like, you know, that that's, it's a huge thing when it comes to packaging these days. And there's, you know, certain key factors to hit. Like, do you want to focus on your ABV on this? And, you know, each style can have its own look, you know, you, you, yeah. this juicy cobra label probably wouldn't do too well on a stout, you know, it, <laughs> it's so bright and stuff. So, I mean, like there's a right. lot of aesthetic that kind of goes into it. And the way I kind of look at it is it's almost kind of like beer pairing, like with beer pairing with food. You know, I feel like the label should evoke something in the beer. So when you look at the label, you also can kind of feel some of the essence of what's kind of inside, you know, in the liquid in that can. Um, so that's kind of the way I like to look at it is I kind of figure out like, all right, what what is this beer? What's this beer's personality? Like, what's this beer's profile? And, you know, for that label to somehow represent and um, kind of pair with the beer, if you will, kind of inside of it. Oh, wow. That's uh, that's like a little bit mind blowing for me to think about it that way. You know, <laughs> you know I think I think it's in, you know from people that are you know don't know the breweries yet. They're just now getting into the the you know brew scene, the craft beer scene. When they walk into the store, right? If there's a label that's just white with black letters on it, compared to you know one of your labels, they're gonna be like. Well, that one's boring. This one's probably good. Like, I'm going to go with this one. Like, I don't even care if it's good or not. I mean, I just think the label looks cool. Let me try it, you know? There's actually one out there. Depending on how you do it, you could still do that and be pretty great. But it has to be, like, the right font, you know? Right, right. (laughs) Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. Totally. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, to think about. Somebody's job is to think about what's this beer's personality. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's an awesome job, man. Um, it's one of the things that keeps me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah, to so know this beer better. Yes. <laughs> I need more samples. Talk to more, more samples. <laughs> the label will be done when it's done. I need yeah. more samples. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But it's so true, man. Like, we've talked about it before. Like, I can't remember, Reese. Like, I think it was like a couple episodes ago. I don't remember what you were drinking, but, you know, your review of the beer. You know, you included the look of the can in your review of the beer. Like, 
saying like, you know, looking at the can, I feel this drinking yeah. it or smelling it. I feel this drinking it. I feel this like yeah. it all. It really is. It, this sounds so stupid and so corny to people that are not <laughs> craft beer fans, but like it's an experience from picking it off the shelf to yes. pouring it to drinking it is a complete package experience. And Absolutely. people don't realize that. And, and even more so, it's not even so much for buying it off the shelves. It's also so that people want to take Instagram pictures of it. Oh, yeah. So it then turns more into online social media marketing because if someone, you know, if it, anyone from a beer influencer to just your standard drinker, if they love the way that label looks, it's probably going to go in and they like to take pictures of beer, whether it's on Untapped or yeah, Instagram, that can's going to make it into that picture. And so it's, it's really fun to then also see not only the beer designs that I kind of create like on shelves, but also to see it pop up all over Georgia and Virginia and Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. You got you got one of the number one Instagram beer picture takers here right now. I mean, I think Aiden, every <laughs> every beer you drink, you take a picture, and you take. But I mean, you have the newest iPhone, so you get like really good pictures too. Yeah, I mean, dude, I'm 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 such a noob when it comes to that. Like the world of craft beer <laughs> photography on Instagram is like so far beyond what I ever thought it was before starting yeah. oh, the show. Yeah. I, can, I was literally trying to find a guy on Instagram right now. If I think of his name, I'll, I'll definitely bring it up. But this guy does nothing but take pictures of his beers he's drinking with Gundam models. If you guys remember oh, yeah. Gundam. Nice. Um, I can't re- Dude, his Instagram page is so awesome. He, he, he did. Yeah. Uh, I think he did one with one with ours. Did um, he like, really? Yeah. I thought his name was like Tunes, something Tunes, but I can't remember it right now. I'll have um, to see. So. I'll, yeah, because I'm pr- 90. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. But it's it's amazing, man. It's just him sitting at a desk, a couple of Gundam models, a ring light, and like whatever beer he's drinking is sitting like in the ring light or something. Is and it Jamel? That's it's Jamel. His, that's that's exactly who it is. What's the Instagram handle? Do you do you have it? Um, um Colvinology. Colvinology. It's at C O L V I N O L O G Y. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, this dude's got twenty seven thousand Instagram followers, right. and his it's just all Gundam and beer. Like, what an odd combination of things. But yeah, you're right, Eric. Like, if if the label fits the bill and he likes mm-hmm. the beer, then he'll do some kind of cool picture with it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and you get and so much exposure. Yeah, so you got it. Yeah, it's from point of sale to also after the fact. And again, people probably aren't going to post a picture of that beer too if it stinks you're probably going to get a picture of the can you know <laughs> pouring the beer down the drain so crush you can get that beer poured nicely in a beer clean glass and then the can right next to it you know you've nailed checked off all the boxes nice yeah and this, <laughs> I think this is it, gonna sound even even nerdier but like the the beer itself can almost be a work of art like oh, the texture absolutely. the color you know the head all that stuff absolutely absolutely and that's one of the things that you know we we try to almost we talk about that in new rome you know we've got our scratch kitchen with like executive chefs that we like to put a lot of our you know attention around based on like the art of what they do in the culinary world both also in the brewing world and then even the visual art kind of on the labels so it's we, we've got kind of three different forms of art happening every day yeah. in new Rome. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think we should start implementing the the can reviews into our into our beer reviews, AJ. Start really 
seeing, hey, you know what? This can <laughs> really goes well with this beer here. It does. <laughs> but it but it That's makes true, sense. Man. Customer experience, right? It's all about yeah. customer experience, like in anything that you do these days. And, you know, you have a good customer experience, then you got a recurring customer, more revenue, more profit. Just makes Absolutely. sense. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, honestly, I think what it was, the one you were reviewing, I feel like it was like it was a pie, something pie related, like a blueberry pie or something. Pecan. I think it was like pecan pie. It was. Uh, Maybe it was pecan. It was yeah. like uh, caramel. I can't remember if, uh, what the company is right now. I'll have to go back and look, but it was like it was pe- it was pecan pie, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and um I think what 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 stuck with me is that the fact that you said I felt like looking at this can, it was going to taste one way. Yes. And drinking it, it did not <laughs> taste such a way. Yeah, I'm like that's exactly. such a letdown. It's like Ex- don't mislead me with your can. But that's, you know, to your point Eric is that's what you don't want, right? Cuz now now when I think about that company, I'm going to be like, well, Mm. (laughs) maybe i don't want to buy that can anymore you know right yeah you know it too well yeah (laughs) it could have a reverse effect if your can art's too good that's right (laughs) don't set the bar too high yeah be memorable yeah that's what you have to make sure you have to trust that the liquid that's going in that can is going to be solid yeah pull that can art back a little bit use finger paint or something you know that's right (laughs) i was trying to think i'm pretty sure it was t-flex that jamel did that did a post of it. I think it was T Flex and maybe even uh, the Transcendental label. Nice, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome, man. So yeah, well, T Flex has definitely uh, had its fair share of recognition this year that I've been yeah. uh, pretty pumped about. Definitely, and that segues perfectly into what we have next. Um, you know, Tyrannosaurus Flex. For all you guys that don't know what he's talking about, Tyrannosaurus Flex is a label design that Eric that Eric put together um, has now won a crushy for the craft beer marketing awards for the people's choice best 16 ounce can design and more recently also won gold for veer magazine's golden tap award for best can design so that one's definitely like you said been a hit in the industry it's gotten its recognition nationally and with the influencers um but what other designs are you most proud of and and also how did you feel when you got that recognition for that design uh, i have a video i jumped out of my seat when that happened with the, cause it was, you know, that award ceremony was supposed to take place at the uh, annual craft brewers conference. But of course, April, that wasn't going to happen this year. Yep. yep. And so it went, you know, just like the rest of the world kind of pivoted to virtual online kind of gatherings. And my girlfriend had her cell phone out, recorded me as I was like, just inched, like my face was probably into my laptop and as soon as they, you know, said my name, I just shot out of my chair. It was, <laughs> it was quite, um, quite humbling, you know, to, to see that and experience it. And it, you know, I then had like wavy TV 10 news reaching out to me and the Virginia pilot. And it was, like, oh yeah, you know, it was a nice little 15 minutes of fame, you know, to kind of like, you know, revel in for just a little bit, but it was kind of back to the drawing board because I mean, honestly, that one, I created that label in 20. Uh, it was, it was 2019. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I've, I've done so many since then that like, I just like, I, I feel like they just keep every single one just getting better and better and better. And so it's, it's awesome to see that one getting all the awards, but I'm just going like, man, but steel and coal was so good. (laughs) And I loved the Jack Squatch and, you know, I was, you know, each one has, has their different levels where I could see where I've kind of progressed. 
um, through my label designs. And again, I like, I study and I look at like what everyone's doing to kind of say like, Oh, I love how this person, you know, did this with their color scheme and everything. And like, I was like, Oh, these textures are great. Cause like, you know, in Photoshop, you have all these texture brushes. Yeah. And so I just start playing around with all sorts of stuff and figuring out like, you know, you know, I, I get inspired by other people's work and then I kind of play around with it and kind of figure out like, what's my style with that texture brush. And, you know, I want to do some something really bright. And so I'll kind of start playing around with different color palettes and yeah. Sweet. Yeah, man. That's yeah. awesome. I'm sure that feeling was pretty intense. Big t- um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and probably also kind of weird to have like all these news stations reaching out to you and be like, <laughs> yeah, because it was because at the same time, it's like, you know, there's it, it, it's definitely humbling and it's really weird to like, you know, hear that kind of like you know it's exciting to win the award but then like you know you know i'm not i'm not a boisterous kind of person i'm not a person that likes to talk about too much so like to get that kind of recognition was it was it was definitely a little odd but you know it was it was fun too at the same time but also well deserved so yeah bravo that's awesome (laughs) i agree man thank you I like the uh, Jack Squash label design. Yeah. I remember when T Flex came out because my son's like obsessed with dinosaurs. He's four now. I think when he came out, it was like three. He was three, and um, I me- I remember going to buy that one just because I was like, look at this guy, look at this dinosaur label. And and, and you uh, know, we we wanted it to be kind of a bad dad joke kind of name. That <laughs> yeah. was the whole premise behind it. I was like, I was like, I want to call the beer T- Tyrannosaurus Flex. And I remember <laughs> like. I remember some of my boss going like, are we really calling it Tyrannosaurus Flex? <laughs> and, and like, and slowly it got onto it and it just turned out to be a great, you know, it did. It, I don't think it hit everyone immediately right off yeah. the bat. It was kind of a name that was like, all right, it's kind of weird. But it's then catchy. like, but then you think about it for a minute and it kind of starts to marinate on you for a little bit. It's just like, it's so silly and so stupid. <laughs> and, you know, it's one of those instances where like, because craft beer can be very serious, right? You know, oh, craft yeah. beer has its levels. I mean, you can be as serious or as silly as you want. And this was one of those opportunities where I was like, you know, what? let's just have some fun with it. Let's let's make it absolutely silly and put the tiniest little arms on them and just have them just flex them as hard as you can, just roaring at the sky. And then I just decided, I was like, you know what? Let's make them 80s style and put some sunglasses <laughs> like it's 80s Miami you know, and some palm trees and like, none of it it. makes, none of it makes any sense. And so that was fun. And so sometimes we like to be serious, but that was probably a prime example where you like to be just absolutely silly and just have fun. That's awesome. So looking at, looking at your designs, you know, you have a pretty distinct style. Um, And uh, we were reading an interview that you did with the pilot and you described your style as hyper illustrative. Can you explain mm-hmm. what that means to you? I can do so. I, I one thing that I always have wanted to do, and this is on, I guess, my bucket list, if you will, is I would love to illustrate a children's book before I die. I think that would be fun. And so I just love illustration. I love just whimsical. I love fun. I love just you know not too serious and I can do some like realistic kind of drawings but really at the end of the day every time I try to be realistic it always comes out a little bit more illustrative I can't I can't capture that perfect like oh that looks like a photograph you know it's always going to look somewhat illustrative 
Um, okay. You know, you, you talked earlier about the Inktober challenge that I took part in this year. I mean, all of them have this illustrative, like bigger caricature noses and cheeks. And, you know, that that's kind of where I, that, that's the way I call hyper illustrative. You know, that's where I came up with that term, I guess. So like, like, would you compare it to like caricatures of, of reality? Some, yeah, some, somewhere between caricatures and, and reality. Okay. So there's, there's like kind of like a whimsical, fun storybook line that you kind of toe on before yeah. you're do- working over at Bush Gardens or something. Yeah. The colors, <laughs> the colors always pop out for me. You know, it's always sure. like highly saturated, like very bright, fun, like really just like fun colors. It seems like that pop off, you know, off the yeah. shelf, you know. So, yeah, I guess that's kind of what it really showcases for me. And then, like you said earlier, the the hard lines, the separating like, you know, hard lines. um um, you know, uh, helps me for some reason. I don't know why it just like, it, it looks good to me. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The, and you know, the, the line work is something that I'm always, always working on again, as we talked about like David clock and, um, Sam Heimer and stuff. Like I just love their line work and like their attention to detail. And that that's where I'm always trying to grow and evolve. And that's where I'm kind of working into is, you know, detail you know they say the devil's in the details and that's where i just obsess about stuff like the wings on juicy cabra but i also love little details like um uh jack squatch inside the window of the rv that's parked out there is my boss's dog peeking out (laughs) so i drew and and see there's little i love to hide little things within beer labels that are just like kind of fun. So when you look inside the trailer that's parked on the Jack Squatch label, there's a little Corgi poking his head up and that's my boss's dog. And I was like, and he didn't even know about it. (laughs) So I kind of snuck him in there. Nice Um, Easter egg. And you know, you you have a pastry porter horse, you know, I've got these little tiny weird horses pulling around some cupcakes and there's like this magical little forest out the window of like, cupcake trees and stuff and you know just little tiny details that kind of sneak sneak throughout each label it's it's like it's like photo design where if you're taking a picture of something you have like the nine the nine (laughs) blocks basically and each one has to have like something going on it's like in your art you got to have something going on everywhere so it's like it's almost like a I read a lot of comic books, right? So it's like nice. when you're looking nice. at a at a comic book, if it's just like the if it's just the superhero on the page not doing anything, it's kind of boring, right? You got to sure, add a sure. lot of flavor to it, give you something to look at, to admire, and whatnot. Yeah, and even if you don't know you're looking at it <clears throat> subliminally, that stuff that makes up the uh, it makes up the the, the art piece. Like, yeah. uh, I'm looking at your Instagram page right yeah. now at the uh, the pastry porterhouse picture just because I never even noticed, I never even paid attention to like what was out the window. Oh yeah, yeah. But now I'm seeing that. <laughs> um, I love those little Easter eggs. Like I like I said, I work in marketing, so I've worked with a bunch of designers, and um, the guy that I mentioned earlier who said that Lester, a shout out Lester. Um, who told me that it's all about who you know and your passion. Sure. I remember we used to uh, produce or he would design the booklets that the company would put out, you know, on a giant national scale and stuff. And like in the little advertisements that he'd he'd designed for the booklets, you know, in a swimming pool in the background, he would put like people's pictures in the swimming pools. Like there's like people we work with, like in these little pools, but like on a microscopic level, you'd never even see it. But just like him knowing that it's there, it's like I, I left my stamp in there and never, no one's ever going to notice it. Sorry to, <laughs> sorry to blow you up there, Lester, but, 
Um, so stuff like that's super fun, man. Yeah, yeah, the, absolutely. The devil's definitely in the details. Yeah, and now, um, I, I don't do that for like I feel like I should also preface that I haven't done that to every label, <laughs> so I don't want people like going through every label like what did he hide, you know? But that's um, cool though. That'd be but, fun. But from man. time to time, it is fun to do that. Yeah. It'd be fun to put like I don't know like uh, like a Nicolas Cage face somehow like randomly oh, yes. throughout <laughs> each like find the Nicolas Cage face. That would in, be a lot the, of fun actually in the clouds. Nicolas That's Cage. right. <laughs> Maybe get some, get some just the most random thing. Always the one of him screaming or something like just something yeah. so random and so odd. But yeah, well, there's like even YouTubers that I follow. MKBHD is a big tech YouTuber. Um, and like he'll put Easter eggs in the background of, of, of his YouTube sets. Like he's reviewing an Apple, you know, Mac Pro or something. And like sure. in the background, there's like a, a, a Mac, an actual Mac Pro that he's using as a trash can because people people joke on it and say it looks like a trash can. So like he's actually right. using it as a trash can in the background. Um, stuff like he never even calls attention to, but just does it for fun to see if people notice. But um. So yeah, that's really cool. But you know, you mentioned Inktoberfest, and I, I said that I followed along with that. Cool, mind blowing stuff, man. It, it was really cool <laughs> to to watch and follow along with. And that you know that print that you came out with. I think you were you actually selling that print or? Yeah, yeah. Um, I've kind of gone through. I think I've got less than. I think I've got about thirty some of them left. That's so awesome. Yeah, I was. I'm doing just limited run, only a hundred prints and. We only got about, I think, thirty-eight left. Very so cool. So it's pretty well, great. Yeah, that was that was that was definitely a challenge. It was my first year doing it. And I'll and give. Can you explain to what people what it yeah, is? Yeah, I was gonna don't say. Know. Yeah, I'll kind of give a little bit of backstory as to what Inktober is. So Inktober was a challenge created by a guy named Jake Parker. Where essentially the the idea, it's not like a contest. Like I think a lot of people when they heard that I was doing, they're like, "Oh, let us know if you win." I'm like, "Oh no, no, you don't win anything. It's it's about developing your skills. It's about creating, you know, a one piece of art using ink pens. Um, and you know, you can use pencil. You can, you know, there's there's flexibility into it, but it's all about doing one drawing in ink for th- the 31 days of October. Yeah, and so. It, hence Inktober. And so this was the first year I was like, you know, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to draw 31 times a day. And then, so I was thinking I was going to do it all in a sketchbook. I was going to fill up one of my sketchbooks. I was like, you know what? I want to have one thing when it's all said and done with. And so I was like, what if I do 31 pictures and then somehow find a way to tie them all together and have this one piece at the very end. And then it was, um, trying to figure out like, all right, what, what's the topic? Like I'm going to need some type of like prompts each day to know what I'm going to do. Like I said, this was my first year doing it. Had yeah. no idea that the official page already gave you prompts. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, I could have just followed along with that then. But by this point in time, I had already come up with, you know, my own idea of actually my girlfriend really helped me with this part. She has this mother goose book and she was like, how about you do some mother goose rhymes? I was like, I think that's a fantastic idea. And, uh, you know, since this was, uh, October time, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll find the ones with like the dark past and the dark secrets and the dark kind of meanings behind these rhymes, kind of like the grim stories, kind of like, you know, find out their twisted, dark kind of roots. And the idea was to really make it very Halloween kind of twisted mother goose, but really it didn't turn out that way, (laughs) except for the one Black Plague guy with the little dancing Black Plague children, doctors kind of doing ring around the rosy around him. 
that was really the only dark element, even though a lot of the illustrations had some dark meanings tied to them. And yeah. my Instagram page kind of tied and explained all of those stories. But the illustration itself didn't exactly go as dark Halloween as I thought it would go. But at the end of the day, I was still really pumped with the way it went. And uh, it was definitely a challenge to know, like, all right, you know, here's going to be a mouse. Here's going to be a mouse. And then, like, having – I had a little bit of a blueprint that I had sketched out, like, super rough. And so I knew, all right, yeah. there's going to be a person – Mother Goose is going to be here. There's going to be some pumpkins down in this corner. And so I had a very, very rough sketch. Um, but from there – it all kind of came together. So it was, it was a fight to the finish and then even a little bit more to kind of polish it up and get it print ready. Um, yeah. but it was, it was fun. Yeah. It turned out badass, man. Like it looks Thanks. awesome. Thank you. Um, so definitely well-deserved to be selling those things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think just two questions really around that is like, how do you stay dedicated to doing that? Like, obviously you work a full-time job, you have a yeah. personal life, like, it's hard for me to even like post on Instagram once a day. <laughs> right. Dude, no, I'm telling you, it was, it was a challenge when they say it's an inktober challenge. It was the challenge part was, was right. They were, they were yeah. spot on with calling it the inktober challenge. Um, there were days I really did not want to do it. You know, yeah. I was just like, and it pushed me and I didn't think it was going to push me that hard. Cause again, I had my stuff kind of planned out knowing where things were going to go. I was like, you know, today I'm just going to draw one mouse tomorrow. I'll draw another mouse. But then, you know, Mother Goose, I think, took me hours. You know, there's parts yeah. of it. That twig frame that went around it, oh, man, I really underestimated that part. Like, that was a part <laughs> that I was just like, what did I get myself into? Like, drawing wood and grains and all the little things. So it, much detail. Dude, it, again, yeah, the devil's in the detail, man. It was it was nuts. Um, yeah, but it, it was definitely a challenge. Uh, I, I said next year I'm not going to do that again on the one page. I'm going to I'm going to do the original thing and follow the prompts and fill a sketchbook. But you know, I've got probably ten months to change my mind on that. So who knows? Yeah, I'm, but I, I might forget how challenging that was, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that again. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but then yeah. how? Because you you couldn't even like reproduce that to like sell though. Like I mean, I guess that's right. obviously not not the end goal for. That's not the main point, but sure. No, um, no, yeah. And, and you know, a lot of artists do sell their, their, their one day kind of one off kind of okay. things. Like so the, some of them do that. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I, I may, I may get like a, a small handful of them out of, out of the cool. 31 then that I'd want to do. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, my next question around that was just because yeah. the level of detail was so, so great in there. Obviously that's a testament to your your drawing skills sure. number one but Thanks. how does that translate into like your beard design like do you primarily use you, i mean obviously we talked about you know your style is very hyper illustrative yeah do you use like a wacom tablet or something in your designs or do you are you all mouse and mouse and keyboard yes uh i've got a surface pro um and an app that i use on the surface pro where i pretty much sketch all of my labels out on for both concepts as Pardon me, as well as illustration. Um, let me see. I think pretty much every label I've used my Surface Pro to create awesome. the illustration. I don't think any of them. Yeah, they've all been pretty much on my Surface Pro, and so I'll draw out the, the the illustration on there, and I'll pretty much do you know ninety seventy five to ninety percent of the work on that, and then I'll drag it into through the Adobe Suite between Illustrator and Photoshop, and I'll do all the work there and. Um, a little bit of work in InDesign from time to time, depending on the label. 
Um, yeah. That's the one program that I just can't stand, but it does have, <laughs> it has its benefits. It has its yeah. benefits, but um, mostly Photoshop and uh, Illustrator and I'll kind of finalize and fine tune and resize and kind of do all my final work in the Adobe suite. And then it's off to, off to production. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that back in your insurance days, you had some InDesign experience. <laughs> well, you, I don't think you were designing back then, right? But No, no not, uh, not at that time. No, it had been a while. The character styles, I've learned the hard way back in the day. I, do, I dabble a little bit in design, but, okay. uh, you know, I've learned my lesson the hard way of trying to design, you know, giant text heavy layouts in Photoshop. And then somebody's like, hey, can you, uh, this looks great, but can you, uh, can we bold all those names, those 500 names? Can we bold them all and change them to this color? And you're like, sure. yeah, yeah. One oh, one yeah. by one, click, click. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Each individual um, text box. Yes. That's right. Yeah. It's a pain. Yeah. <laughs> I use I use Krita, which is like a free software. I don't know if you've heard of Krita at all, but I haven't heard of that one, no. I, I did use Photoshop in my in my past when I was in high school. I was in like a multimedia class. But you know, the the one thing that's crazy is like there's so many little tools that they just don't ever tell you about. Oh yeah, and unless you just like stumble upon it or like figure it out for yourself or actually go to school for it, like you don't even know it, what's possible. There's, so, there's, it's endless. Yeah, to 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 really master anything in the Adobe suite, like I feel like you're always learning. Like oh, because there's like there's probably 15 ways to do the same thing. It's just yeah. a matter of like you know what method you either know or you know what yeah. you kind of prefer, and yeah. Yeah, there's so many ways to kind of get around yep. to producing the same project. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was uh, I was doing an image the other day. I was taking like a 200 by 200 pixel image and trying mm -hmm. to blow it up to like 2,000, right? Ooh, and like much. when you do that, you just like, you lose all of the... You lose you, a lot, yeah. Yeah, you lose a lot. But then like they, there was like three ways that you could do it where you could blow it up and like temporarily keep the... Um, like there was like some kind of algorithm that would like keep the pixelation. It would like scale okay. it. And then sure. if you clicked out of it though, then it would become pixelated. So what I did, I just took That's a like, screenshot on my computer when it was like big and, and nice and then just like save that <laughs> one. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. like little Make tricks, work. man. Yeah. Make yeah. It work. Always yeah. looking for those tricks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah. So, um, you know, without giving too much away, uh, yeah. kind of moving along, can you clue us in on any upcoming label designs uh, that you're particularly excited about or can share with us? So, yeah. Um, let's see. So we, we've we kind of reached the end, obviously, of 2020. Thank God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we could all take a collective sigh of yes. uh Release, but we've got uh, you know I'll keep an eye on our barrel age series. Uh, you know, we just released our um, our imperial brown aged in uh, Woodford Reserve bourbon barrels, oh, which is nice. really lovely. That just came out here just recently, um, and you know that's another one that's part of a series. Um, so I'll keep your eye on what's coming out with those without divulging too much information on that. Um, but I will say that our junior designer Cam. Uh, who we brought on, she uh, she took on the last two labels for that one and did a phenomenal job. So I'm really excited to finally see those labels come in and go on to the bottles. So that's going to be a really exciting one. Um, obviously, our variety mix packs. Like I said, I'm kind I'm the one kind of spearheading a lot of our um, larger packaging, like our 12 packs and stuff like that. So this variety uh, 12 pack that we have coming out, I believe is going to be next month. Um, 
end, end of January, probably right into the first part of February, you'll, you'll be able to start finding it on the shelves. Um, don't want to do any spoiler alerts on what that one's about, but our variety packs are <laughs> always coming out. We have we had four last year. We're going to have four again next year. Um, all of them have a little bit of some surprises and everything to them, but I'm really excited to see those come out next month. Oh, that's super awesome. exciting! Yeah, man. Are, I love. Variety is it going to be? Is it going to be in store only? I mean, is it going to be at the brewery only? Oh, no. or? Yeah, they're, okay. they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, like the 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 bottles. You know, I mean, I I've noticed our Woodford Reserve, um, our Wooded Reserve. Pardon me, uh, bottles. I saw some in Total Wine today. Um, we sell a lot of, but they also go to a lot of bottle shops. Um, cool. They they go, you know, but we've also got a ton of them at the brewery. We sell everything out of the brewery as well. Um, nice. and all the 12 okay. packs you can find them at pretty much every retailer okay all right cool well that's very yeah. exciting are yeah. we gonna our, our see... beer finder on the website's a good spot to kind of find where all that stuff is nice perfect all right yeah. um sorry you were saying i'm sorry so you know with the junior designer in there are we still yeah. going to see you know like you know more like ty- tyrannosaurus flex you know more sasquatch oh, yeah. are we still going to see more stuff like that Th- those are you? always uh so th- those are those uh, brands are going to come back uh, for next year, but she's anything that's going to be more on the creative design. She's probably going to kind of start taking the reins on. And one of the reasons I was actually, um, you know, with the promotion, I kind of handing the torch off on that. But the Inktober uh, challenge I took part in was one of those things. I was like, you know, I don't have to draw, you know, beer labels to consider myself as a full-time artist. It was kind of, it was kind of a nice experience. I was like, I can still do this stuff all the time. And then, you know, let Cam start to flourish and her to start winning some of the awards. And, you know, we're going to kind of start submitting a lot of her stuff into some of these contests as well to kind of start decorating her neck with some of the metal, you know, nice. That's <laughs> like what's up. getting some trophies on her desk and stuff. So I'm going to kind of become her cheerleader and kind of help her get some recognition and stuff. And, you know, obviously for the brewery itself as a whole. Yeah, that's I guess that's the next stage, right? Is once you become a leader, you have to help those around you grow. So That's right. That's, I, I, I it, it was tough to kind of pass that on, but yeah. yeah <laughs> she's she sense. she she's extremely talented and is going to do a great job and you know, if if I'm not doing enough for beer labels, I'm going to kind of do it off on the side. Nice. One one more question before I pass it off to AJ. Yeah. The the main lake logo, right? The guy with the horns. Uh-huh. Is that like an orc? What is that? I... So that is the Radagast. He is Radagast. The, he is this Radagast. Yeah, the Slavic god of hospitality. Ah. So if, oh, you, if okay. you if you Google Radagast statue, you'll kind of see where he was uh, inspired from, if you will. You know, and he represents you know everything that the new realm of beer kind of represents, right? So everything from food and beer and you know he's he's got he's got that beard and everything, but we've turned it into hops. You know, yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we were asking ourselves so before cool. the show, yeah. like we couldn't figure it out. So that's it's. It, and you know, sense. honestly, it's one of those fun things that we like to talk about because you know, not everyone, not everyone goes, oh, you know, the Slavic god of hospitality. You guys <laughs> like, yeah, know, right? yeah, we learned yeah. about that in high school. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, like everyone knows about the Slavic guy. No, that's one of because people have even said, "Is it a lion? Is it like people don't?" And so it's one of those fun things we get to. Yeah, it's a conversation starter. It's one of those things that we get to kind of tell people about. That's a lot of fun because awesome. I think I think people always get excited when they learn about it too. Yeah, I'm excited. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cool. That's super cool, man. Yeah. Um, 
Well, you know, since you just mentioned that you're you're spending less time designing the labels and handing that off to Cam, yeah, um, which hopefully one day she will get some of those same that same recognition that that you earned as well. And and uh, you know, we'd love to have anybody else from New Realm join us on the show to talk sure. about that kind of stuff. But um, what's what's coming up for you, man? Like anything else beyond the Inktober? Um, oh, any man. big artistic projects, you know, behind the scenes that you want to promote or? Or kind of give us a, a heads up on? You know, I, I, I guess, I mean, I've got a few little art projects that uh, I've got getting close to completion that I'll probably be doing kind of some prints. You know, I worked with uh, Prince Inc. print shop here in Norfolk to Love do, dude, those guys are great. Those guys yeah, are really Matt's great. Yeah, Matt's the man. Absolutely. Yeah, Matt and Dustin and the whole team over there, they're just great, great people. And they were a pleasure to work with. Um yeah, I've been working with them for a long time. Even back in the Green Flash days, we'd bring them out to the brewery. And, you know, anytime I've had an opportunity to work with them, I'm always, always excited about it. Um, but, you know, we've kind of started talking about it. It's like, you know, once these prints were done, we're like, you know, what's next? It's like, I got a few other things that are uh, getting close to completion. So we'll probably kind of do a few things there on the side as far as prints are concerned. Um, as far as work is concerned, I'm just glad to kind of take a little bit of a breath for a little bit um you know we've recently just hit some really big deadlines and we're gonna have a pretty busy start for the year but i think i've got about a week or two to kind of catch my breath a little bit but we're gonna be off to the races and so um can't say too much about that now but uh yeah i'd stay tuned because there's we've got a lot of fun stuff coming out awesome that's awesome yeah yeah <laughs> really cool man well, i'm wait. excited to see what you've got coming out of prince inc yeah I've, I've worked with matt in the past cool. at a previous job i worked at an agency and uh those guys are really cool did you say you worked they... at the martin agency no 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 what no. i worked at an agency oh i thought uh, you I said at... martin agency gotcha sorry <laughs> i wish, I <laughs> yeah, wish I worked right. at no um i worked at sway in norfolk which is okay. like a block and a half away from prince inc sure sure um you know so i've i've, I've done a lot of stuff with those guys before but Excited to see what you're working on with them. We'll we'll definitely make sure we uh, keep a check on your Instagram page and and all that stuff to see see what you put out. Cool. Likewise, yeah. And, I pre- and you know, I want to thank you guys also for you know I know you've supported us at New Realm, but just you know, really supporting local craft beer and the community as a whole. You know, I, I follow you guys on Instagram as well, and it's always fun to see what beers you guys are having people vote between and. You know, yeah, ha- having some good people on. So, uh, no, thank you guys for continuing to do what you do. Oh, absolutely, dude, definitely appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, we're we're all about the local, man. I mean, even though Reese and I live a little bit this far apart, you know, <laughs> yeah. the Virginia the Virginia beer community, man, we're we're all about it. That's what's up. Very yeah. cool, man. Awesome. All right, well, kind of brings us up to our hour. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Eric. Yeah. Uh, cheers to you, dude. My pleasure. Continued success. Um, but uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this up. So, all right, folks, make sure to check out Eric's Instagram page. Uh, check out his work, which includes far more than just uh, beer can label designs. You can find him at Eric Leach underscore art. That's E-R-I-K-L-E-A-C-H underscore art. If you're local to Virginia Beach or just passing through, stop into New Realm Brewing and see Eric's work firsthand. Uh, you can check them out online, newrealmbrewing.com. You can also check them out on their Instagram handle at newrealmbrewing underscore VA. Finally, uh, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube and your favorite podcast player. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks, Eric. Cheers. See you guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.